Welcome to the Generations Church podcast. This is Brian Nugent, and I'm the pastor at Generations Church. Thanks for listening today. We hope this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. For more information about Generations Church and its ministries, check out our webpage at gctlh.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Take your Bibles, turn to the book of Psalms, chapter 5, in uh, verse 3. I'm going to be there uh, in, just, uh, in just a few moments. Can I have some house lights? There you go, right on time. I like to, I like to see faces out there. So before I read that passage, uh, this week, and they should have passed these out to you, we start our 21 days of uh, reflection, focus, and clarity. We waited a week. We had a lot of, you know, good number out last week, people out sick. So this is the time that we really want to just kind of lean in to the Lord. And I love seeing churches do this, encouraging their people to, you know, to really kind of seek and push and lean into the Lord. So uh, so for the next 21 days, it's reflection, it's focus and clarity. And we're going to have three different emphasis throughout those 21 days. One will be prayer. One will be scripture reading. The other will be fasting. Today starts the the prayer part of that. And we gave you a prayer guide. It's got all kinds of outlines. We want to encourage you to pray uh, and be a person of prayer. So each week that you come in in the 21 days, we're going to have a resource. We're going to have something for you. But this week uh, is prayer. It has an outline for you to pray each day of the week uh, for singles, for unsaved friends and family. Missionaries, it's got scriptural prayers at the end. I keep this in my backpack, and just when I go to pray, I pull this out. I use the different outlines. So, we just want to put something in your hands to help you uh, with the, the heart that you have for prayer. It's got the Lord's Prayer that we pray, how to pray for an hour. It's got all kinds of things in there. So, this week, and if you haven't been kind of consistent in your prayer as a church, As a church, I'm calling you to pray, okay? I'm calling you to pray. I'm calling you to read scripture. I'm calling you to fast. However you want to do that, that's up to you over the next three weeks, whatever's in your heart. But I I want to encourage us to to, uh, push in these areas. So this week is prayer, all right? Now, I'm starting also a a prayer series, and I'll be there in just just a moment. The series is called, uh, Can I Have an Hour to Pray? I'll explain that to you. Uh, in a moment. So every time that you come over the next few weeks, we'll have a different prayer resource for you. You should have received a prayer card. I'm going to give you a, a prayer each week uh, to keep with you. Take a picture of it. Put it where you see it. Pray that prayer. Put it above your steering wheel. I know it covers your speedometer, but you don't look at that anyway. So just put it right there. Pray that prayer. Today's prayer, and we'll talk about it, is going to be Deuteronomy, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6. So at the beginning of each each message, I'm going to talk for a moment about prayer. I'm going to give you several different types of prayer. And then we're going to end with a prayer meeting. We're not just going to come talk about prayer. We're going to be people of prayer. So just wanted you to know uh, what uh, what's going on. So I start the series, Can I Have an Hour to Pray? And today we're going to, our emphasis is going to be the prayer for God's will and the blessing. The prayer blessing. So I... I've had this series in my heart uh, just maybe for about six months that I wanted to do, and I went away on a kind of a prayer retreat 
in November, and I was just like, Lord, I, I want to, I've got this in my heart. I want to, I want to preach on prayer. I want us to be a church of prayer. And I said, Lord, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to read everything in the Bible that has the word prayer, praying, prayed. And let me just say, don't do that. Okay. That was 360 verses that I had no idea it was that much, but, uh, I went ahead and I just started walking through and reading reading those uh, particular passages. And there's all kinds of things, all kinds of uh, scriptures on prayer, many of them that you know. But I wanted to find a little something different. It's kind of a theme scripture. And I found it in Psalms chapter 5. And I love it as it relates to prayer. It says, each and every sunrise you will hear my voice. As I prepare my sacrifice of prayer to you, every morning I lay out the pieces of my life on the altar and I wait for your fire to fall upon my heart. This is David's kind of dedication and declaration when it comes to prayer. And this passage, it's a good foundational scripture. It shows a few things that I want you to see. It shows regularity. When he comes to pray, not only is he praying daily or regularly, he says, I'm praying in the morning and I'm praying in the evening. It shows reverence. He sees that this is not just something, you know, one one thing that's on a task list, but this is a holy moment, you know, in, in his life and it shows reverence. It shows preparation as, as well. He's giving thought to his time of prayer he's thinking ahead about his about his prayer his prayer time with God you know we just kind of rush in and rush out we do it mindlessly sometimes and that's fine but he's giving he's giving thought and and preparing himself for this time of prayer uh, he trusts. You, you see trust in there. He says, I'm laying out the pieces of my life. I'm giving that to use. There's trust. And then there's also response. He said, and then I'm going to wait for the fire of God to fall upon my heart. We don't pray to a lifeless idol. We serve a living God. And when we pray, there is a response that comes. And he says, I'm going to lay those pieces out before you, but I'm going to wait for your response, your direction, and your fire. And I love that 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 declaration of prayer. And that's going to kind of be our, our theme scripture as we kind of move through this, so through this series. So God invented prayer. He allowed a private line to him, the creator of the universe, that you can share your heart, your voice, your concern, and that you as an individual can be heard by the, by the creator of the universe, and it's called prayer. Now, if it was up to me, if I was God, I got a lot of stuff going on, all right? I don't think I would have allowed prayer. Do I need to hear every gripe and complaint of all creation? No. I wouldn't. I don't know that I would have I would have said that, but the Lord said, you know, cast your cares on me. Bring me your burdens. Come, let's let's fellowship together so we have an audience. We have an invitation with the with the heavenly Father to come to come and pray. Now, let me just share my heart uh, for a moment. 
Today, if I'm correct, today is six years to the day that you issued an invitation to us to come and serve this church, and we responded, and so I think it was six years today. To some of you, it's the longest six years of your life. I know. And there were a couple of things, as, as God was sending me here, there was a couple of things in my heart that I really felt like I was to drive into the DNA of this church. One of them was missions, okay? I just had it burning in my heart, felt like there was, you know, there was a, a church that had some resources, and I want to just tell you, man, over about six years, we've given a little less than a million dollars to to missions. We built churches and revitalized churches. We've sent out missions teams, and I'm really pleased because I feel like I feel like there was some progress, you know, in that area. Another part of this was to develop a praying church, a church with a heart for prayer. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't feel like we've gotten the traction in that area that we should. I'm just being honest with you. And I take full responsibility for that. I don't feel like as a church that we've walked into the full revelation of individual prayer, prayer groups, prayer meetings. Sometimes we have a very high expectation of what we want to see you know, God do in our life. But I want to tell you, those high expectations are only met with consistency and passion and fervor when it comes to the prayer closet and the prayer meeting. And I've asked the Lord, I've, I, so I take full responsibility for that, but I don't feel like we're walking in that full revelation of prayer that the Lord has for us. And that's why I want to take the next few weeks and I want to talk to you the best I can. Drive it in the DNA of your heart and, and, in our, and in our church. You see, there's just something about the heart that wants to cry out to God in prayer. There's just something of, of, of humans that wants to cry out to the, to the Lord in Islam. Man, five times a day, they, they pray. They kneel wherever they're at. They faced to the east five times. When we were in Israel this summer in Palestine, we would hear the call to prayer. Maybe you've heard that. And wherever they're at, they, five times a day, they, 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 they face toward the east and they pray. It's in the hearts of people, Jewish people. They, three times a day, they pray. Very fervently, uh, Jewish people do, and, and, and many times they, you see them going from side to side, forward, back and forth as they read the, the scripture three times, a, three times a day. They've kind of scheduled it in that they, that they pray. Hindus, Hindus have a prayer wheel, okay? Maybe you've seen this, and they take their prayers and they write it out and they tape it onto or put it in the little prayer wheel and then they spin it because to in their in their theology you're spinning it it's just like you're praying now to me that's cheating just a little bit let me just say that 
If I thought that worked, I'd create the Christian prayer wheel. And I'd put a motor on it so it'd never stop. I'm praying all the time. Okay? It's just in the hearts of, it's in the hearts of people to pray. And there's a benefit in the, uh, to, for people to call out to God in the Christian faith. I mean, there's a benefit when it comes to, when it comes to prayer. I was, I was reading the story of Polycarp. It's where I got the title from this, uh, for this message. Polycarp was 86 years old. He was the last living disciple of the disciples. Okay, so the disciples, Jesus' disciples, when they lived, they had, you know, kind of when they split up, they developed their own kind of following. And Polycarp was a disciple of John, okay, the, 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 the apostle John. And to the best that we know, Polycarp was the last living disciple of the disciples. And it was time, you know, Polycarp was preaching the gospel. John was either dead or he was at Patmos. We're not sure of the of the time frame, and Polycarp was serving God, and there was an edict that he should not preach the gospel anymore, and of course, you know the story, he just, he did, so they sent soldiers to Polycarp's house to arrest him, they sent him to arrest him, and he knew where this was headed, he knew where this was headed, and Polycarp, he had, he had one request of the arresting officers that came to him, he said, can I just have an hour to pray? Can I have an hour to pray? That was his request, okay? I'm not that spiritual. I'd be asking for the final meal. I'd be trying to tunnel out somewhere. You know, but he went in the back room and he began to call on God. He began to pray. Because, man, let me just tell you, When you don't have an answer to the left or the right and there's not money in your account and you don't have any resources at your hand, sometimes we are forced to pray. It was his first option to pray because there was a benefit that he knew. And what are you going to do with your last free hour? He said, can I have an hour to pray? And he started to call out to the Lord for a full hour He started to pray, and at at the end of the hour, the arresting officers, they dared not open that door because of the power and the presence of God that that they were witnessing as this man called to the Lord. And finally, after two hours, they said, it's time to go. His last three hours, he said, "Can can I have an hour to pray? Can I have an hour to pray? They took him, they tried him, they were ready to execute him. They built a big fire because back then you burned them at the stake. And that, and that prayer, man, that, that time of prayer sustained him. Can I just remind you that the time of prayer is not a wasted hour. The time of prayer, God does something transformational in your heart. And he stood as all the the torches were lit and the fire was going and they built the cross. They'd put them kind of on a cross and they would lower them into the fire and hear his, his prayer. 
I give you thanks, Lord, that you count me worthy to be numbered among your martyrs, sharing the cup of Christ and the resurrection to eternal life. May I be received this day as an acceptable sacrifice as you, the true God, have predestined and revealed to me. Now let it be fulfilled. Amen. Wow. Wow. His last thought. Can I have an hour? Can I have an hour to pray? Can I just tell you something? That before there was a teaching on prayer or examples in the scripture for people to pray, people just started calling out to God. It was just in their heart to pray. The very earliest prayer that we see comes out of Genesis chapter 4. It just, it just mentions this casually. It said at that time, people began to call on the name of the Lord. There wasn't a seminar. There wasn't a session. There wasn't a small group. There was just something in the hearts of people that wanted to call out to God. We see it in Abram's life, Genesis 12. It says there he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. That's the first time that that, that, that Phrase is ever used that he called on the name of the Lord. The next chapter, it said he built where he built his first altar. Abram called on the name of the Lord without a teaching, without instruction, without books and small groups. There was just something down in the heart of creation that wanted to call out to God. Moses and the great deliverance of the pharaohs only came because of the prayer and the intercession of of Moses. The book of Psalms, basically the entire book is a prayer prayer book. Sometimes it's it's kind of song, you know, it has a little tune developed to it, but most of it is just prayer. Revival that came in the time of Ezra and Nehemiah came because of the confession and prayer of the people at that particular time. Jesus himself said lots of things about prayer, but one thing that he said is, let my house be a house of prayer for all nations. The Holy Spirit fell on a 120 people and they were at a prayer meeting not on a Sunday but because they were hungry the fire of the Holy Spirit fell Acts chapter 13 a few of them were gathered in a small prayer meeting and God sent out the first missionaries Paul and all the New Testament writers there's hardly a chapter that there's not mention and encouragement for us to seek God and pray in the very end of Revelation the very last almost the very last words end in a prayer Jesus said yes I'm coming soon and John says amen come Lord Jesus it's filled with the examples of people who sought God and and have prayed can I just tell you something this morning I don't have a technology for you to help you get to know God better. There's not an app that you can download that will that will walk you through the day of trouble. Your friends will support you, but they'll be of little help during the season of trial. Human will and determination only comes before God. I'm calling us as a church today to seek the Lord while He may be found. No substitute for that. God doesn't have a Snapchat. He doesn't have an Instagram. If you want to get to know Him better, get in your closet of prayer and seek the face of God. There's no substitute for that, folks. 
being people with a heart that are hungry after God and put aside things to seek the face of God. Deuteronomy chapter 4 says, but if you seek the Lord your God, you will find him. If you seek him with all of your heart and all of your soul, there's a promise that if you seek him, there's a reward that will come back to you. First Chronicles gives us this encouragement. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Psalms 53, I love this. God looks down from heaven on all mankind to see if there are any who understand, any who seek the Lord. The Lord is looking out there trying to find people that have a heart to seek the Lord. Hebrews 11 said, He rewards those that earnestly seek Him. Got that? He rewards those that earnestly seek Him. So prayer is a conversation with God that will lead to true personal encounter with God and life transformation. It's a conversation with God that will lead to a true personal encounter with God and life transformation. You see, we got to look at, you know, we, we see it as transactional sometimes. I'm going to go say a few words to the Lord. He's going to say a few words to me. You know, and we sell it short of prayer as an encounter. Prayer is in a meeting with God. Prayer is when I have an it's when I have an audience with with God. We it's too transactional to us. It's too, you know, kind of like conversation, you know, in some way. And we just kind of want to schedule that in. Well, really, let me tell you, it's an encounter with the Lord and with God's presence. Prayer is talking to and listening to God. So let me just define this a little bit. Prayer is talking to and listening to God. Now, we are better at talking than listening, right? So there are times after you've done all, said all that you want to say that you just need to be quiet. But when we're done, we leave. We're finished. And you never know. What the word that God may speak to you. You never know out of God's word something that he may reveal because prayer is talking to and listening to God. Prayer is a joy and a discipline. It's a joy and a discipline. So spending time with the Lord, there's a joy that comes that when we, we get to spend time in God's presence and we, and we love it and man... You know, you walk in there, boy, you just sense God's presence and it's alive and it's powerful. It's a joy. But then there's seasons where prayer is a discipline. You know, like, like when you go to school or when you go to the gym or, you know, work. Sometimes there's got to be a little discipline to that. You realize, let's just say the gym, you realize there's a benefit to it, but I don't really feel like going, okay? So sometimes prayer is a joy. It's wonderful. And then sometimes it's just part of the discipline of life, of things that I, that I do. Now, if your prayer life is all discipline and no joy, man, you need to have another experience with Jesus sometimes. I'm just saying, you know, there, there are times that you hear angels sing and you feel God's presence and you go, that's the greatest experience that I've ever had in my life. And there are sometimes you go, you know what, I don't feel it today. 
I don't feel it. And let me tell you something. If you're waiting all the time to feel it before you go and pray, you're not going to feel it. Okay? Sometimes you got to go, you know what? There's a greater benefit. I don't feel it right now, but there's a greater benefit, so I'm going to be disciplined. Sometimes I, I want to be healthy. I don't feel like going to the gym, but i got to make that. I know there's a, there, there's a fruit that's born out of that. So prayer is a joy and a discipline. Prayer is a balance of worship, confession, thanksgiving, and petition. We're giving you all kinds of different outlines just to kind of help you be creative, pray in different Pray and seek God in different ways, but really worship comes down to, I mean, prayer comes down to those four things. It's worship, it's confession, it's thanksgiving, and petition. Prayer reorients your view to God. Sometimes we feel, you know, like, uh, you know, our, our vision gets very small and narrow. We get weak sometimes, but when I go to pray, I'm reminded that I serve a big, powerful God who can do miraculous. He's a big God and he does miracles. And sometimes in my own kind of walk as I go through life, I kind of forget that but prayer reorients me to God's presence and God's power. We serve a big God. And sometimes in prayer, God's reminding us, I got this. I got this. Put this in my hand. I'm going to take care of this. I got this burden. I hear that prayer. That's mine. You don't worry about it anymore. Sometimes prayer reorients our view to God. Prayer makes you hungry for God's presence. We try to fill our lives with all kinds of things that are empty and fleeting. But prayer, man, when you get... This is a bad word, but when you kind of get addicted to the presence of God, when you get used to the presence of God, when you, man, it's down in your heart and there's this joy of serving God in your prayer life, man, it's just, it's just rolling. Man, you just get hungry for God's presence. And that's what brings you back to the prayer closet time and time again because you're like, you know, it's, it's like, oh, man, i got to go do my devotions. Okay, I'll take that. Okay, but sometimes it's like, man, I just want to go spend some time with the Lord. I just want to go spend some time with the Lord. I just want to go worship. I just want to get in His presence because you get used to that presence of God that's in your life and it makes you hungry. And then your, your prayer life is not a discipline at that point. It's a joy. And, it's, and prayer is rooted in trust and surrender. Just the act of prayer, just when we kneel, we're just making an acknowledgement that there's someone more powerful than we are. Just prayer itself reminds us that we are limited and finite. So prayer is rooted in trust and surrender. Lord, I'm, I'm weak. I can't do these things. I can't, I can't, I, I, I can't, you know, do anything in this area. So I want to say you may be a Christian that believes in God, but you don't pray regularly, okay? Can I just encourage you, man, to start this week, find you a time, and let's be people of prayer. Because I want to say something. You're missing something in your life if there's no regular prayer in your life. We got a lot of people in the church that believe in prayer and the power of prayer, but they don't practice it. So if you're one of those that go, yeah, you know, I, I probably am not as consistent, can I say 
This is God's word to you. You want a word from the Lord? This is a word from the Lord to you to start and be regular in your time of the Lord and in your, in your, in your prayer time. Let's don't be people that just praise during crisis. That's okay if you pray during crisis. But don't let that be the only, you know, be the only time. You know, if you're a, if you're a new Christian... Man, let this be part of your regular daily life. Serving God, if you're a new believer, is more than just coming to church on Sunday. Man, there's something that God wants to do and speak to you and show you, you know, in your, in your time of prayer. If you're a young adult, high school, college. Man, if there was ever a time for you to pray, you need to pray. Because you've got some big things coming up in your life. And if you've ever needed God's God, it's in direction. It's now. So I want to say to young people, man, you should not cheat on your devotion and your time with God. This needs to be a time that it's a regular part of your life. And I promise you, it will guide you and help you through that next season of life when you're 15 to 25. And you've got all kinds of decisions to make regular prayer will help you in that area. So I just want to, I just want to say that. At each and every sunrise... You'll hear my voice as I prepare my sacrifice of prayer to you. Every morning I lay out the pieces of my life on the altar and I wait for your fire to fall on my heart. So let me just give you a couple things, different types of prayer real quick and then we're going to pray together. How about praying God's will in our lives? The prayer of praying God's will in our lives. Have you noticed that our plan for our life usually deals with lots of wealth and a pain-free life. Have you ever noticed that? You know, uh, we, we need to pray regularly the prayer for God's will in our life and God's direction. Let me tell you, I don't want plan B. I don't want my, my best, you know, thought of what God has in store for me. I want God's plan and purpose worked out in my life. Now look at this. Jeremiah says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. So he's, he's going, there's, there's a destiny, there's a plan, there's something that I have for each individual. A later reading in Jeremiah says, look at, look at the wording. For I know the plans I have for you. Plans. So he's already thought ahead. I got a plan for you. I know the plan. I got a design. I got a path for you. For I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So it's three times that he talks about plans. Something that has been planned in advance. He's got something for you. So if God's got something for me, I don't want plan B for my life. I want God's plan for my life. Alright? Jesus said, pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're praying the design and the plan of God's will. So the prayer for God's will is the prayer to align ourselves with God's design and our plan and, and God's design and plan for our life. When we pray the prayer of God's will, we're trying to align ourselves because let me let me tell you, it, it's a it's a prayer when we pray that it's a prayer that says our dreams and our plans are secondary. Proverbs says, Many are a man's plans. You can dream, but the Lord has a plan. The Lord has a plan for you. So when we pray, 
God's will for our lives. We are setting aside what we want, our hearts, our desire, and we're asking for the, the plan to emerge in my life that God wrote before I even took my first breath. That's the plan I want for me because in life, I just can't do this anymore. Okay, I'm just, <clears throat> I, I tried. In life, we need wisdom. We need direction. Some of you are young. What school? What major? What vocation do I have? Some of you struggle with a ministry call. Some of you, there are jobs that appear on the horizon or they disappear. Relationships, business decisions. Let me tell you, man, I don't want plan B in those areas. I want God's perfect will in my life. All right? We need to pray over that. My grandfather used to pray, don't put anything in my hand that will turn my face from you. Because we, we would have a very wealthy, pain-free life. The Lord has got something that he's already planned for you. Isn't that great? Before you even drew your first breath, the Lord's got, he's got this plan. So the prayer for God's will is praying that in my life. Okay? All right, you ready? When we regularly pray the prayer for God's will, then we need to accept closed doors, no doors, or when God says no. Right? Because we're praying, Lord, I want your will. I want your will. And then a door closes and you get all mad at God. You're all frustrated. What's going on? What's happening? He's answering the prayer that you prayed that said, Lord, I want your will. Close every door that's not from you. So he does, and you get all upset. Oh, what, what's going on? Can I just remind you that every good idea is not a God idea? Okay, so we're thinking things. The Lord's shutting doors. We're all upset. David, David had this thought. He said, hey, I want to build a, I want to build a temple for the Lord. Man, that'd be, it'd be the best temple ever for people to come worship. And God said, no, no. What? What? That is a great idea. Every good idea is not a God idea. When you're praying for God's will and God's purposes, there are times that God says no, and you need to accept that because he knows what the other plan is. When there are doors that appear on the horizon and they close, or there are no doors at all, then God is answering the prayer. If you've prayed that, Lord, I want your will and your direction, your purpose and design in my life, then God is answering that prayer. Don't be bitter or upset and for surely don't push, push through that door that's been closed. Don't do that. Six years today, you know, you extended the invitation that we accepted to come here. But I want to tell you, there was a, before I ever heard about Tallahassee, there was another church that I had that I wanted really bad. I really, really bad. I thought I was going to wind up in Kansas. You know, you might convert me to Seminoles one day, but there's no way I'd be a Jayhawk. I mean, there's no way. <clears throat> and it's very little hope on the Seminoles. Let me just say that. There's another church. I wanted it. I wanted it, Whit. I wanted it. I felt like I'd be good, a good fit, and, you know, and just progressing along, and all of a sudden, that door closed. I mean, I thought it was there. I wanted it, and I was really irritated because I've been in this process, you know, about, about a year and a half. Lord, and it's time for you to open the right door. 
And that door slammed shut, and I was really irritated, okay? But can I tell you something? Not long after that, this church opened, which has been a huge blessing in my life. Now, not only that, but that other church, it had some internal things that I did not know, could not see. And I've probably told my wife probably 12 times since we've been here, I'm so thankful to God that he shut that other door. Now, I was upset at the moment, okay? But God had something else in store. Because I'm like, Lord, this is my door. I can do this. So I'm just saying to you, and we're going to pray the prayer in just a moment. We're going to pray the prayer for God's will and purpose over everyone. But if you pray that and doors close, God's just answering that prayer, okay? He's just narrowing the field for you so that when the right door comes, you'll know it. Because if God closes one door, he's got something else in store, okay? Last, last thing. Last thing, I'll do it real quick. It's the blessing. A prayer to God intentionally prayed over individuals, families, privately or publicly, to invoke God's favor and blessing. It's the blessing that you pray over people. So I, I, would, I wasn't really always aware of this or maybe like, like, a, maybe like I should have, but, you know, on Mondays and Wednesdays, our, our pastoral team, we meet in here on, at, at 8.30, and we read through the scriptures, like we read a chapter of the Bible, and then we pray. We pray for an hour or so, and we were reading through Genesis. We were at the end of Genesis and we read where when Jacob was about to pass away, he called all of his children in. And he spoke a blessing over each one of those. And it was a powerful moment. At the very end, you know, at the very end in, in Genesis, it said, and these are the 12 tribes of Israel. This is what their father said when he blessed them, giving them, uh, giving them each the blessing appropriate to him. And I just saw that powerful moment of speaking God's favor and God's blessing. And I just started looking at that in the scripture, the prayer, the prayer of, of blessing. You know, Genesis 28, Isaac said, may God bless, may God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful. Brent, worship team, you can come. And your numbers until you become a community of people. May, may he give you and your descendants the blessing given to Abraham that you may take possession of the land where you now reside. He's speaking, speaking blessing. He's speaking favor over that. Deuteronomy 28. I'm, I'm going to pray it over you at the end, but I'm not going to read it. But there's a blessing of favor. There's a blessing of prosperity, financial prosperity. There's a prayer of blessing over your family. There's a blessing for, for you know, where uh, when you go in and you come out, there's a prayer of protection for the enemies and peace. There's a prayer the, uh, for your walk with God in your spiritual life, for you and your, you know, for you and your family. We've all heard the prayer of Jabez. Lord, that you'd bless me, enlarge my territory, let your hand be with me. It's a blessing that you pray for God's influence upon your life. Man, who wouldn't want a greater influence that we could be used for God's kingdom and God's, God's favor and to keep from harm? Man, then the very, very last one, and this is the most one that's most well-known. It's out of numbers. The Lord said, gather everybody here. And I want you to pray this simple prayer. You have it 
on your card. And, and the Lord says, this is how you're to bless the Israelites. You are to pray this prayer. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. It's praying the blessing. It's a public prayer, a private prayer of favor and, and blessing. And let me just tell you, that's just kind of rooted in my heart to pray the blessing over people. So at the end of the year, I call my girls down. I said, you're going to think this is crazy, but if you do, I don't care. All right? And Becky and I stood each one of them up in front of us, and we laid our hands on them, and I spoke those blessings over them. I spoke the favor of God over them. I prayed for them. I just spoke. The prayer blessing is a blessing, is a, is a prayer to God where you're invoking God's favor and God's blessing and upon them. I anointed them with oil. I prayed over them. Just this blessing. So I want to say to you, don't underestimate like I did the power of the prayer blessing and praying and speaking over everyone. Alright? So I want to do this. In a moment, our kids are going to come in. We're going to pray. I'm going to pray this whole family, family prayer. Alright, would you stand with me? Would you stand you've got something in your life like you need specific direction okay, I'm going to pray God's will God's purpose over everyone today but man you just got something hey I really got something kind of urgent that I really need to know the direction of the Lord would you raise your hand up and down real quick just all across I just I need there's something I need a little direction and guidance on something I'm not sure okay I'm going to pray over that I'm going to pray over that okay so Lord we pray the prayer of God's will and God's purpose today. Lord, we stand in the belief, Lord, that you have a design and a plan for us. So, Lord, we pray the will of God. We pray the direction of God. Come on, I want you to pray that for yourself. We pray the purpose of God. Let it be in our life. Lord, we pray for this plan that you have given us that you designed a long time ago. Lord, I speak the favor of God. I speak the, the direction of God. Lord, I pray that you would close doors that should not be open. God, I pray that you would illuminate the right path. So in every part of our life, Lord, we pray the will of God. We're praying the will of God today. The plan of God, the purpose of God. Would you take 30 seconds? Would you just pray that over yourself? Lord, I just want your your plan, not my plan. I want your plan. Would you pray that for a moment? Just pray that for a moment. Pray God's plan and direction upon your life. Call it out. God, we pray. We pray. God, we don't want our plan. We don't want plan B. Lord, we want your purpose. God, we pray the will of God. We pray the, the hand of God, the original, the, the original plan, Lord, we pray over that today. Oh, God. Oh, God, we pray. We pray. I pray for those today, Lord, that have specific decisions. Lord, there are certain doors, certain decisions that need to be made. 
Lord, we're not looking to, Lord, in our own self. Lord, we're looking from heaven today. Lord, we pray. We pray. I pray for your guidance, your leadership, your direction. I pray, God, that they'll know in that moment when they're supposed to go, what they're supposed to do. I pray that you would close every door. And, Lord, we're not going to curse the closed door. But we're going to see that closed door, Lord, as a sign of your hand. So, Lord, I pray over that. I pray over that. I pray the will and the purpose of God upon our life. Thank you, Lord. If your kiddos are up here, would you please come find them? Please, quickly, please. I'm just kidding. If you're a teenager, if your parents are here, would you go stand next to them, get with them? We're going to do some family prayer this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Then we're going to do a song of worship together. We're going to sing together as a family. Thank you, Lord. And then families, once you find your kiddos, can you move up as close as you can get? Someone call some others down. Can you do that? Get as close as you can get. Everybody else, if it's possible, would you just come down to the front just as close as you can get? I just want to pray over us this morning. Just want to pray. Just want to pray God's favor over your life. Pray God's blessing. If you can. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just get as close as you can. Get as close as you can. Thank you, Lord. 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 So if you're a parent and your kids are here, would you just pray that blessing over them? Would you just pray God's favor, God's blessing, God's will? Would you do that? Something about when it comes from a parent, parents speaking favor over them. Would you just lay your hands on them and just pray over them? Pray God's blessing upon their life. Pray God's will upon their life. Pray, pray God's destiny upon their life. Would you pray over them this morning? Would you pray God's favor upon them? Thank you, Lord. Something about when parents praying over their kids. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If your kids are here, your grandkids aren't here, pray over them today. Pray over them today. Pray God's favor on them. Oh, God. We pray, we pray the favor of God. Pray the hand of God. Pray the blessing of God that it rests upon. God, we pray over our families. Lord, that they'll always serve you. Lord, they'll always live for you. Lord, they won't turn to the left or the right. But Lord, they'll keep their eyes on you. We pray over our children today. As parents, we pray God's favor. We pray God's blessing over them today. Oh, God. Oh, God, take another moment. Mom and Dad, pray over them. Pray over them. Pray over them today. Grandparents, pray over those grandkids. Pray over them today. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. We pray. We pray over our kids today. We pray over our kids today. Thank you, Lord. 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 
Oh, God, we speak that over. We speak the favor of God, the blessing of God, the destiny of God, the purpose of God. Lord, we pray over our kids. They wouldn't lean into that own understanding. But, Lord, there's a plan and a path that you have for them. Lord, let them seek after you. We pray over them today, God. We pray over them today. Oh, God. Oh, God. We pray. We pray. We pray. Oh, God, I pray today over this congregation. Lord, I pray the favor of God. Let it rest upon all those that are under the sound of my voice that are listening on live stream today. I pray the blessings of God would come upon them in a mighty way. Lord, I pray that they're going to be blessed every part. I pray for their family relationships to be blessed. I pray for the prosperity of their business and their job. I pray, God, for financial blessing. Let it rest upon them. Lord, you say that we'll be blessed in our goings in and our comings out. So I say, Lord, I pray blessing over everything that they do, coming and going. I pray the hand of God and the blessing of God. Lord, you say to pray, Lord, for protection from our enemies. So, Lord, I pray for all things, Lord, that would have ill intent over our families, our spiritual life. We pray for protection over that today. I pray peace. Lord, I pray, Lord, you say that you will establish a relationship with your people. So today I pray the favor of God. I pray for our walk with God. I pray for our own personal spiritual life. God, I pray if last year, Lord, was a desert, Lord, then this year, Lord, there'll be an outpouring. I pray over our families. Lord, this will be a year of God's abundant favor, waves of God's glory to rest upon our children, to rest upon us. Lord, I pray over the spiritual life of our families today. Lord, I pray that you would give us increased favor, increased influence, Lord, not for our own glory, Lord, so we can use that for the glory of God. Lord, I pray this prayer out of numbers over this congregation today. Lord, I pray it over as our pastor today. Oh, God. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face towards you and give you peace. Lord, I just pray that blessing over them today. I pray that over them today. Oh, God. We seek you, Lord. We seek you, Lord. Lord, make our homes places of prayer. Make our church a place of prayer. God, speak to us and draw us in a time of prayer. Lord, let us be people of prayer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening to the Generations Church Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the message today and pray God's greatest blessings on you. For more information about Generations Church and its ministries, check out our webpage at gctlh.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter.